Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Holly and welcome to well, welcome to Gap to Gap Radio, and uh, we're we're here every Thursday talking softball, and of course we're talking about the pandemic and the effects on the field, getting back on the field. And I know that um, um, at least with Future Stars of Sports uh, was back on the field this past weekend. We got a lot to talk about with that and we'll have Ron here in a second. Looks like we've got somebody called in. I'll check on that. Before we get started, um, just so we can have this as a reference later, uh, I just looked up the numbers like in Indiana, uh, the um, um, cases, if you go like look at the, the cases, because I think one of the concerns we've talked about is if not only is if there's a lot of un, a lot of complaining from parents, maybe calling the governor or whatever, no matter where it is, we'll shut things down. But obviously, if we don't take care of things like, and the cases continue to rise and everything, then that would be uh, that would be a problem. We're seeing cases rise. What in uh, and hospitals are being at 80 to 100 percent utilization at other parts of the country. But Indiana looks like it's continued to go down. Uh, as of um, looks like as of June 23rd, 278 new cases. That's still pretty low. It's actually one of the lowest new case days since the big spike. The biggest spike was um, April 26th with 946 cases. We did have a pretty big spice, uh, spike on June 17th with 550. Of course, there's more people being tested. There's more people being tested that doesn't have symptoms. So that's going to raise the numbers uh, quite um, uh, quite a lot there. You know, uh, talk about deaths and everything. Deaths are way, way down in Indiana. In fact, there was zero reported deaths on June 23rd, two day, three days ago. Uh, that's the first time there's been a zero reported day of deaths since it all started. And uh, the spike on the deaths was April 22nd with 50 in one day. And uh, just as uh, recent as June 18th, we had 19. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to stay at zero, uh, sadly, but... Uh, at least it's uh, it is going down. So hopefully, cross your fingers. Uh, of course, the the cases will go up before the deaths because obviously um, the hospital stay and stuff. That's weeks and everything after that. Kentucky, I know we're going to be talking about getting back in Kentucky really soon. Uh, interesting enough, Kentucky's been a little bit more strict. But if you look at the numbers, uh, the death rate. It's kind of a horrible conversation. The death rate, uh, June 23rd, they had 11. Uh, Kentucky had 11. That's the most since May 30th with 13th. The spike was uh, May 19th with 20. Uh, the death rate continues to stay about the same. It's not a lot, but it continues to be about the same. And the new cases in Kentucky are not going down. And that's really interesting because, again, I think they've been more strict than at least the governor is trying to be more strict than uh, the Indiana governor. And uh, new cases in Kentucky, June 23rd, 302. That's the most since uh, June 6th. And uh, it's it's actually been, other than that, the most since May. So that's a pretty big spike and stuff. But again, I know that people can go get tested that doesn't have symptoms now. So there's going to be going to be more there. So uh, we'll get started. I know we, uh, just in case we wanted to talk about that a little bit, um, we've got uh, Ron on here. We we want to make sure, I want to make sure I go through the disclaimers. Uh, any opinions expressed, I'll call this pretty quick, uh, is that uh, is the property of the individual expressing it. May or may not be the opinion of National Pass Pitch Academy, Gap to Gap Radio, Holly Knight, Future Stars of Sports, or Run Ray. Also, we're not doctors or medically trained, and any opinion on the impact of COVID-19 on an, or any 
health-related issue on the individual's health or health of our society is just that an opinion and not intended for advice. So with that said, we got Ron. How's it going, Ron? Everything's going well, Holly. Uh, another crazy yeah. week coming up. Got a seven-game guarantee that uh, is a nightmare to schedule and had numerous changes afterwards with a few teams dropping out and some other issues that came up. And also, you know, we lost fields, as uh, everybody's aware of. So the schedule had to be changed a little bit and downgraded to where most teams are uh, six games instead of seven, which uh, most teams are understanding and, uh, you know, are just – Again, happy to be playing and accepted the fact that it was six games and still a bunch of games. But, you know, I did have a team that pulled out because of that. And uh, But, you know, it's okay. And, uh, unfortunately, we're just fighting and doing the best that we can. But, overall, uh, last weekend was a good weekend. We got to play our first uh, tournament since March. Uh, for the most part, it was a great weekend, with the exception of uh, Sunday afternoon getting rained out. Monsoons came into the area, and uh, we got hammered. But, yeah. uh, you know, you can't beat Mother Nature. But uh, overall, it was good. We had the showcase camp on Friday that you were there. You worked it. You saw it. Uh, I think we had 88 kids. 88 kids and nine college coaches and a couple other uh, instructors and uh the feedback I've gotten back from that was good. I know several uh, kids received offers, and, uh, you know, that's exciting. And uh, we're planning on doing more of those and moving forward. We've got uh, plans to tweak what we just did and try to make it better. And uh, mm-hmm. overall, it, it, was a, it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was um... – <clears throat> Yeah, it was a really nice weekend, a really nice day, pretty warm Friday. I, I got to tell you that by the time I got in my car Friday, I could barely get to the car. I didn't know if I could even walk that far and stuff because I think I was on my feet from, what, 8.30 until 3.30 for the most of the day. So I was pretty pretty beat, but it was really good. The girls were amazing. They're just absolutely amazing. They played hard and had great uh, attitudes and everything. Uh, and yeah, if we get a chance, we can talk about that a little bit later. I've got, Ron, I've got a phone number that I'm looking at my list and I don't recognize it necessarily. I may have not written it down and this number has been here for a while. I'm assuming it's one of your people, but let's check and see real quick because I don't want them to stay here, uh, real long. So let's see. It's a, uh, hold on a second. Let's connect 502-376 number. All right, caller, go ahead. This is John. I just called in. This is my first time calling in. Hi, John. How are you? Good. Good. I'm just listening. Uh, you got, go ahead. Just listening? I, I think I recognize the voice. Is this John Bose? It is. Yes. Uh, Holly, this is one of the directors that worked this weekend, and John uh, is uh, becoming more and more involved in the program, but uh, he, he's one of the directors, and he, he worked okay. – uh, at Lanesville this past weekend, and we'll be working at New Albany for us this weekend. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, nice meeting you, John. I'm sure we'll run at each other eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll go ahead John, and if you you have, go ahead. I, I was going to ask, ahead. John, do you have any input as uh, far as what you saw this weekend? You were there, the feedback from parents. Uh, most of them just seem to be happy to be back at the park. Uh, Absolutely, a lot of well. them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them was just really happy to be back on the field. You know that that was the main thing for them, and you know, so very little, very little complaints about you know the umpires and whatnot about the locations of them. You know, of course, you still have your occasional complainer, but I mean, not it wasn't very often at all. It was a very good and successful weekend. I thought so too, and I, you know, I've got a little bit of feedback on the umpires and being behind uh, the pitching, and I know other organizations have gone on, a, you know, on about their business and calling from behind the plate. My signing umpire right now is just not ready to do that. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I just think we've got to be cautious with what we're doing. 
I'm ready to get back to normal, don't get me wrong. But right now, I think it's feasible to continue to call from back there. And, you know, I might lose a team or two because of that because they don't like it. I have heard a couple that have voiced their opinion. Most of them are accepting of it and understand it. And, again, you know, the comment is it's fair for us, just it's, it's fair for them. So, but overall, I didn't get a lot of that. I have, you know, I had I had a few teams to ask if we were we were going to do it again this weekend, and when I told them yes, you know, they were just their comment for the most part was, well, okay, I was just questioning, you know, I was just wanting to know, and uh, but you know, I've had a couple that I I can tell by the comments, uh, them not being nasty or anything, but just the way their response was that they really don't care for it. But right now, I just think. Being safe and being cautious is, is the best way. <clears throat> and for at least a couple of weeks, we'll probably continue to do it and see where things are at. Um, I, I saw on Facebook, and I don't know who your uh, umpire coordinator is, Ron, but uh, I can do some research, see if I can find it. But this umpire put together, created from scratch, like I think it was from either a, a um, like a liter like a two liter coke bottle uh plastic that he inserted into his face mask that of course wasn't cloth and wasn't over his face but kept uh him from expelling things out or things coming in necessarily everything it was a pretty cool little idea and uh that i don't know if that would be a compromise or anything obviously it would be a uh, the umpire's face is facing to the catcher, the catcher's face is facing away from the umpire, so it would be more of the umpire, I guess, uh, keeping that from coughing into the catcher, I guess. But anyway, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, if you can find that, share it with me, please. Yeah, yeah, I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. And, of course, nobody likes it when, first of all, nobody likes change, for one. And uh, uh, then when you put the umpire, which is, Ron and I were talking earlier, you go on Facebook and it's sad. It really is sad that so much conversation is talking about umpiring and how bad or rules and and all that kind of stuff. And so, first of all, you've got issues with parents not liking umpires to begin with. And then you put them in a position where they're not normally there. So you're probably going to get just some people not happy about it to begin with. Well, I'll say this. The biggest complaint I got was from 10-year-olds. And uh, after talking to my assigner and telling him that, he probably had a younger umpire down there. And uh, his strike zone may have been questioned if he was behind the plate. And I told uh, my assigner to please address that and and give me – you know, they're they're not gearing up. So let's put quality umpires and – I'd like to think that all of them are, but let's put umpires calling the balls and strikes. Even if they have to call every game from there, they're not going behind the plate. So it's not a big, you know, it's not like they're being hot and overheated because they got gear on. So Uh let's have them call the balls and strikes and let some of these younger ones just call the the bases until we go back to normal. And and again, I, I think because it was a younger one, uh, that that became more of an issue, and it, it may have been an issue with him being behind the plate. But naturally, when there's a problem, you're going to go to well, he's calling from out there, and he can't call as good. And and I yeah. I don't really agree with that. I think they can be very consistent out there and, and call a decent game. The older age groups, we didn't get a lot back from. I, I only know of one one coach in the older age groups that uh, complained or made a comment. And uh, amongst all of us directors, we know the coach and we, you know, we just kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, <laughs> yeah, that's Henry. And of course, Henry's not his name. I'm not going to use it, but right, uh, you right. know, he's going to, he's going to, He's going to complain what kind of toilet paper we have in the restroom. So, you know, <laughs> and, and again, saying that, the, the person I'm talking about is very supportive of us and loyal. So, but, but he is one that uh, seems to always have something to say, and we got to blow it off. But uh, overall, the older age groups, 
they were just thrilled to be playing. And, uh, you know, most of those lost their high school seasons, and they, they were just happy to be on the field. Yeah, Ron, would you like to say something? I mean, I think the complaint, I think it's all kind of like a chain reaction and some unhappiness and stuff like that. Um, I think any of us who's been around the sport for very long understand weather is a factor. And uh, I think if you pay any, I know that uh, you pay any attention to it, uh, especially if you get, like, for example, you had rain. If you get rain on Friday night, you can maybe make adjustments on the schedule for Saturday. You get rain Saturday afternoon, you can make some adjustments. You get rain Sunday, it's really difficult to make scheduling, uh, especially if it's a lot of rain where you can't even get on the field. So uh, maybe let, because partly what we're hoping that people are listening, that they can kind of understand the life of the field director or uh, the organization trying to make these decisions. What goes through your head in that situation other than, oh, my gosh, we got to do something? But walk us through that a little bit, if you don't mind. Well, it, you know, it really differs from park to park. And, of course, it also differs what, what you've got hit with and what time of day it is and, you know, what's available to you. And, uh, you know, some parks we have a ground crew that is uh, paid for in our agreement. And naturally, we have more access to be able to try to turn around and get something done. Other parks, we don't have that. And Lanesville is one of those parks. Lanesville, we're just fortunate to have and grabbed additional dates with the pandemic going on when we lost fields. Well, we're actually on our own there. We don't have a field maintenance crew. I, I pay somebody to come in and drag the fields and, and chalk them, and uh, he does that Saturday morning, and he's gone, or, you know, each morning. So we don't have a real maintenance field uh, program at that park. I'm, you know, paying to use the park, and we're basically on our own. Uh, cleaning up garbage, everything. I mean, it falls back yeah. on me, and that's not a normal process for us, but under these mm-hmm. conditions and losing parks in order to get to play, you know, I reached that agreement, and, and we're, you know, we're at the mercy of uh, of the weather, as we always are, but e- even a little more strenuous during being at, at that park because we don't have a ground crew. We don't have a maintenance crew that is being paid uh, to, do, you know, to work Monday through Friday to maintain right. the fields. And when somebody's right. playing a tournament, they're on staff. So, you know, that that causes a problem. But with what we got hit by Sunday afternoon, I don't know that it would have mattered where we were at. Uh, if you were anywhere in the area Sunday, it was a monsoon. It came in uh probably an inch of rain in a very short amount of time heavy winds i mean it it was pretty bad and you know the fields look like lakes Uh, matter of fact there there was still uh the the fellow that i mentioned that i paid to drag the fields and do everything uh part of the agreement is he has to go back on sunday evening and redo the fields so we leave the fields in relatively Mm. good shape for, Mm -hmm. for the park uh for, you know, if they have practice or whatever on Monday, the field they they don't show up in the field being bad shape. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the rain, he went over uh, Monday, and uh, you know there were still large puddles on it, which he just drug around. Uh, you know, it's not his job to get water off of it when we're not playing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there there's a lot of issues, and, and you know, there's yeah. other parks that drain drain better and. There's some parks that uh, we use, uh, the fields in Johnson City, Tennessee, where we're at the World Series. Uh, you, you can have the kind of rain that we had Sunday, and two or three hours later, you're playing. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of fields around here, it's not the case. And, you know, it, it really differs. The, the biggest nightmare on weather is uh, when they're calling 70 80%, and it's Friday evening and you play Saturday morning and you're like, you know, parents are questioning you and right. you know, I'm not going to cancel based on a weather forecast. 
and I will get up at four in the morning when we play at nine and turn on the weather and watch and monitor because I don't want teams getting on the road traveling and then we shut down but Uh there's also has been a lot of times that other people around us have canceled on a weather report and then we don't get the rain that you thought so I'm one that I'm going to try to play and you know it may be Saturday morning at seven before I cancel or it may be Saturday morning and I'm watching the weather and it looks like it's going to break up and, and we get to play but I try not to make that decision just based on a forecast uh-huh. But at the same time, I try to be mindful of parents that uh, they're they're not on the road traveling, and they've already you know traveled 45 minutes an hour to get there, and then they show up the field and the rain down. Sometimes you can't control that because uh, you you know the, the worst case scenario in these when I'm saying that is it hasn't rained, it doesn't look like you know it's going to rain, and then you start. Uh, you get them on the field at nine o'clock and then you get hammered. Those yeah. are the worst case scenarios. And uh, if it looks like it's obvious, we might pull the plug. But uh, I try not to just cancel on a weather report. But the, the the toughest one is that one that looks like it's going to hit you about the time you start playing. Mm-hmm. So then on Sunday, like this past Sunday, you have teams that are uh, obviously you can't do anything, but they're they're uh, I guess guaranteed a certain number of games. What happens then? Do they get? Uh, is it just kind of like sorry, or how's that work? No, if they if they contact me and and you know I don't uh, go back through and see uh, you know this team got four, this team got three games, and uh-huh. and that. Uh, I don't have time to go back to the following weekend. When we're done on Sunday, I am full steam going the next weekend. And just like I say, this coming weekend is a scheduling nightmare. I have not had time to even think about last weekend. Uh And, but the teams that reach out to me and contact me and say, Hey, we only got two games. We only got three games. I, I will reimburse our, and I do it on percentage. And I'll, I'll give an example. If if you paid $300 for a four-game guarantee and you got three games, naturally you got 75% of what you were offered. So I'm, I'm going to reimburse you 25% of that fee, or we can put it onto another tournament. I have always done that. Uh-huh. And we'll continue to, but I don't always think to reach out to everybody and say, how many games you got? How many games you got? I need the teams to, right. when they, you know, contact me and say, Hey, we only got two. Uh-huh. What can you do for me? I will uh-huh. work with them. And I've always prided myself on doing that. I know there's other directors and other organizations that it's, you know, you're just out of luck. And right. I try not to be right. that guy. If, if they uh-huh. contact me and say, I've only got uh, two games or whatever, uh, I'm going to try to make it right and always have. Now, having said that, the way we're doing gate right now, the gate is a big issue. Uh, uh-huh. The gate, the gate. you know, if, if you come in and, and you started playing a game or whatever, unfortunately, I can't reimburse you on, on gate. I'm paying right. umpires and things based on who uh-huh. who's in the park. And plus, uh the way I'm doing gate right now, I'm really not even getting what I normally would get for a gate. So, uh, and, and like last weekend, the gate was set up basically on a two day event and we played three days. So typically I would have had a three day gate Uh and that's what a lot of people don't understand right now, just like all businesses, uh, I'm taking a hit uh, oh, on the way I'm doing yeah. things. I'm, I'm paying additional staff to be on ground. Uh, gate is much different than what it was, and I'm probably eventually going to have to go back to my normal gate because, uh, you know, again, and with with the circumstances of the rain and people wanting refunds, it's it's very difficult to navigate that. And they got two days in. 
again, the way I had my gate set up, that fee really only covered two days, uh, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and they played three days. So ha- had I done the gate and done what my formula is for a gate, I should have charged the third day, and I did not. But, you know, parents don't understand that. They just know what they paid, and, you know, naturally they want some of that back. So I- I've got to look at something different moving forward. I don't like the gate gate fees. I have uh, never liked it. I know a lot of directors do it, uh, mainly up in northern uh, Indiana, I think almost all of them do the gate fees every week. I never have liked it for different reasons. One, just what I just mentioned, but the biggest reason that I've always not liked the gate fee, I feel like there's times that it gets into the team's account itself to where if it's the gate fee, it's mom and dad, aunt and uncle, those are paying it and not coming out of the team. And most teams probably collect that gate fee, but I know there are teams that uh, get burned because they don't get all their money collected, so it comes out of their own account. And, you know, that may add up toward the end of the year that they play one less tournament. Therefore, I really don't like the gate fee. And I I am considering here probably next weekend, not this weekend, it's too late, but next weekend, I think I'm going back to the regular gate because this uh, the gate deal with – what if it gets rain? What if this happens? You know, naturally, if, if you get rained out uh, on Sunday, you never paid to get in, in if you're coming and paying at the gate. So, uh-huh. you know, it, it's just another issue that I have to deal with that uh, I don't really have time to. And uh, I, I'm, I'm strongly considering going back to my normal gate. So a gate fee is basically you say the team enters, you're going to charge them a certain amount of money, and then they, they get, what, tickets or uh, wristbands or something that gets them in? They, no, <laughs> normally they get a, they get a ticket, uh, and we, we, you know, they're color-coded, and we change tickets daily for the next uh-huh. day. And uh, you, you, you're charged just like you would at a high school game. You're charged to get in uh-huh. for that night. Uh, the uh-huh. next day you're charged again. And uh, that's what I've always done. I don't like the team fee, but because uh, I thought of it being a safety type issue that it would be best to do this where we weren't handling things. I've also Uh have read, my my wife is a uh, bookkeeper and uh, she has read where uh, this transforming onto the, uh, being transmitted onto money is not, very high. Uh, right. She told right. me that two months ago because uh-huh. that was one of her concerns when this first come out. But she had read that, uh, and I don't know what the money, you know, what they actually make the material of. You know, I know it's paper, of course, but apparently it's not as highly transmitted on that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm strongly considering going back to that to, to eliminate some of the headaches and the issues of dealing with a gate fee. Yeah, I think it's, uh, from what I understand, anything that's porous, the more porous the material, the less surface um, can transmit the the virus. And I I think they've even indicated that almost no surface really transmits it very much. And I think money's made out of some sort of cloth as well, cloth and some paper and stuff like that. That's why you can wash it. And it, uh, (laughs) you know, I've washed plenty of uh, bills and everything, so... Uh, but not my laundering. I, I send to Sweden. I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, anyway, the um, uh, yeah, that's and I think you know one of the things, Ron, just uh, from my perspective, even if you said something to them up front end, saying through this time, this is what we're trying to do. This is how we're going to be doing it, and it's for a short period of time. I, I, as you said, there's going to be some complaining, but most people would probably understand. Hopefully. Uh, most do. Most do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of uh, negative feedback. Uh, but, you know, there, there's always someone questions what you do and uh-huh. why and those type of things. I've heard others that love the gate fee. I mean, uh-huh. I, I've had a handful say that they love it. But, uh, you know, it, it's just uh, the the negatives, the downside of it just as I say, I mean, I've got people already asking about this weekend. They're calling for rain. 
And again, my gate fee, the way it's set up, really only covers two days, and we're playing three days. I'm paying workers for uh-huh. three days. So uh-huh. I, I'm taking a hit there, and, uh, you know, I've got people already questioning me that if we get rained on, uh, you know, lose games, what are you going to do? Well, if if uh, we played two days and uh, you want a refund because we get rained out on Sunday for gate, I've I've lost a whole whole day there that I really did not count on because, you know, a lot, a lot of these tournaments I typically don't play on Fridays. And, uh-huh. uh, I set the gate fee up. Now we're playing Fridays because if we don't play Fridays, a lot of teams don't get to play and everybody's scrambling. That, yeah. that's, that's become a big issue with me right now is I can't stay off the phone because somebody else is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just canceled the tournament or whatever. And I'm taking phone calls that I, I can't help, but, you know, I can't miss the phone call. It may be somebody wanting to play two months from now. So uh-huh. I take the call, and, and then I've got to hear how, well, we just had a tournament shut down here, or we've had this, we've had that. And, you know, I, I can't keep up. Uh, it's by, by far, and we've all been through it, uh, you know, every, everybody's fighting this, and everybody's schedules has, has adjusted. But uh, I, I went from not doing a thing two months ago to now probably being worse than I normally am when I was running five parks on a weekend and mm-hmm. I've only got two parks and uh, yeah. it's just, uh, it's, it, it's a nightmare. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, th- I know I'm whining and crying or whatever you want to say, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm like, uh, it, it's just unbelievable. The, the, how busy I am and it's, and it's busy doing things that, uh, are not really beneficial. Yeah, that's because uh, you've got to make a lot of changes and a lot of adjustments and everything that you normally don't have to do, I assume. Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you've adjusted the schedule. You've adjusted this. Uh, right. You know, and right now, because of uh, only having a couple parks, I do baseball as well. You know, I've shut down baseball. Well, I'm still having baseball teams call me, and I've got baseball teams that uh, were playing in other tournaments, and they're calling me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the same everywhere. And, you know, having said that, hopefully some things open up here a little bit. I, I intend to play uh, <clears throat> in in Kentucky starting next weekend. And, uh, you know, Nicholasville is pretty much already full with fast pitch next weekend. I'm excited about that. Beachmont's going to open back up. And I will say I did not have New Albany for next weekend. We're playing there this weekend, but New Albany was offered to me just yesterday. So we're going to play at New Albany uh, at the cool. new park uh, next weekend as well. And I need to, you know, spend some time and blow that up on Facebook and put the word out. But uh, yeah. typically I wouldn't take something that late, but it was offered. And uh, New Albany's a really nice park that, when I have an opportunity, I'm going to jump on it. So they, they called me and uh, apparently somebody had canceled and offered and asked if I would take it. So I did. And, you know, gives us another opportunity there, but uh, I'm excited about Kentucky finally getting to go. And my understanding is uh, Monday, they're going to make some more announcements to open a few more things up. Now, I don't know what that consists of, but I'm anxious to see what he has to say. And one reason I know that is being on the high school athletic association, uh, they put out word that we should get some more information Monday. So typically when the high school athletic association opens up a little bit, it's also, it's a trickle down effect with what we're doing because uh, Uh we're all kind of following the same guidelines that the governor's put out. So, I, I anticipate that we're going to have uh, some encouraging words come out Monday. Yeah, and it's they're a little bit more strict at the high school associations as well. So if they can open up more, then it makes it a little bit easier for other organizations to open up. Um, so we have Mark is here, and I uh, haven't had a chance to hear from him. I know he, he was around this weekend. Let's see if we can get um, – some feedback from Mark. I think, Mark, are you there? I am here. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? 
good, good. Good meeting you this weekend. What's uh, what was your impression? Good, bad, and different uh, for this weekend? It was good. It was good. Uh, I mean, the coaches enjoyed themselves. They got along really well. Um, uh, the three coaches from down south really got around and, and talked to a bunch of kids, and, and that was good. That was exciting for the kids, and it was good for the coaches to see something from up here, and they want to come back. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a good, 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 good visit on good. both sides there. Yeah, they're all three private schools, I assume, and private schools typically can recruit out of state much without any changes in tuition. So that would be a positive for them, I would think. Right, right, and they also, yeah. you know, uh, you know, they also want parents to know, and they were sharing a lot of, of, of yeah. knowledge with parents. They were telling them, you know, that the money that you look, the, the sticker price is never the sticker price. Right, you know? right. So they were explaining that. And, you know, so a lot of good things come from last weekend. Yeah. Um, what uh, now, Mark? Were you around during the just Friday, or were you there Saturday and or Sunday? I was there Saturday. Uh, I left Sunday morning. Just just beat the rain, I guess. Yeah. What yeah, was we were your, there. All, uh, they were there all day Saturday, and it was really yeah. good. I mean, the younger kids were there, and uh, you know they were getting around, so it was good. It was a good day. A lot of you know, yeah. good crowd. Good competition. So, based on the crowd and based on what we've talked about, do you think I was not there Sunday? I was planning on getting out there, but I had a couple of things come up. But um, do you think that uh, the um, social distancing was followed pretty good, or do you think they were just pretty much doing whatever they wanted to do? Uh, it's kind of hard to put because it, it seemed like a little bit of both. Like, I think that the distancing comes because. You know, even when, like, before the whole pandemic or whatever, the distancing was there. People just want to get in their area and watch their kid play softball. So, you know, there's just chairs, and then, you know, and it may not be exactly six feet. It may be five feet. Some people may be eight feet apart from one another. Mm -hmm. So it it was good distancing. I mean, people stayed away from each other, and they were just doing their thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I, I was actually uh, impressed. Uh, now I, I didn't make it out there. Well, I was there for a very short time Sunday morning before the rain hit. Uh, but I, I was there Saturday, and I was there uh, some Friday. Uh, well, I was there all day Friday during the camp, and I, I was not there during the games Friday. But I, I was there for a while on Saturday, and I thought the social distancing, from what I saw, was was really good. I mean, it uh, for the most part. Nobody got in the bleachers. You had you had one or two, but it was only a couple. And uh, mm-hmm. they had their own chairs. They were spread out. Some some actually set out over the outfield fence. And the chairs were lined up. So you you may not have been six foot, but you were probably within your own little bubble. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought for the most part it, it went really well as far as that. I was I was quite pleased with how the parents handled themselves. Now, teams, uh, you know, were in the dugouts, and uh, they they want to be back to normal. And, you know, we're not going to police that. And I, I think, you know, that's kind of on them and on the coaches. And if they want to push that, they can. But for the most part, I, I thought uh, the, the fans, the crowd itself uh, was good, was respectable. Uh, saw some wearing masks. You know, some others weren't. And, you know, we suggest it, but we didn't. You know, it's not mandatory. So, no. you know, you, you for the most part, uh, I, I thought it was really good as far as the crowd went, and and there was a lot of people out there. But I think it was uh, they managed it themselves pretty well. Good, good deal, good deal. Um, <clears throat> well, we also let's get to. Uh, I know George is here, and I know he just usually typically just calls in to listen. Uh, but let's see, George, you got any thoughts? No, I'm just listening. Yeah. All right. Well, good seeing you this weekend, by the way. You too. All right. So, um, so you got. I'm looking at the weather, Ron. It looks like it's a similar type type of weather for this weekend as it was last weekend. It looks like it's 60% chance of, no, 80% chance of rain on Sunday. But you know, around here, who knows how that's going to happen. 
lovely. I, I have not yeah. saw that. I, uh, yeah. Last I saw, it was like uh, 30% on Saturday and 40% on Sunday. Uh, you know, it, it's just our luck. We we go yeah. two months without playing at. I don't know how many beautiful huh. weekends that I, I right. made comments about, Lord, what a great weekend this would have been to play. And now that we get to play, we're going to start having these humidity heat of the day pop-up thunderstorms and things and you know hopefully uh good lord spares us and it uh, rains 30 minutes away from us and and misses us and you know we'll, we'll manage the best that we can and you know fingers crossed that we get through it without uh getting hammered mark yeah. uh what what are what's going on up there in West Virginia, buddy? I know you were getting uh, some high school teams. Uh, does it look like you're going to get to play this weekend? Yeah, we're going to go small small tourney this weekend. Um, just high school teams uh, didn't get enough twelves or fourteens or tens, but we're going to do high school, and um, we're ready to play. We're going to play Saturday. Actually, we, we crushed it down to a one day on Saturday. Um, still four games. And uh, get get some swings in. Well, good. And good. Anyone, like any any baseball, anyone who wants to trickle some baseball over, I can definitely welcome some baseball over here. Uh-huh. Um, you said you got a one day tournament this weekend on Saturday on fast pitch. Yes, fast pitch tournament yeah. Saturday high school one day. Are are you full? If somebody calls, I'll make an adjustment to the schedule. Yeah, okay. So um, for those that are listening, just in case we had some people listening, if you want to share a phone number for them to call if they want to get in. Yeah, you can call me, uh, 304-382-3607, and I'm Mark McLean. Or you can call Ron, and, and he can get you my contact information also. Yeah, and that is in West Virginia near, like what area? What what town? Near near right past Huntington. It's in Ona. Okay, cool. Yeah, just in case, because I I think we're getting um, people that a lot of people that are listening and the, that will be listening next day or two and stuff. Hopefully, well, of course, two days they'll be in the tournament. But uh, but you're going to be running tournaments for a while, so they can contact that number if they're interested in in that area, West Virginia. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so. This weekend, where are you this weekend, Ron? We're at Lanesville again, where we were last weekend. We're also at New Albany at the new uh, Little League Park over there. Beautiful facility. Most uh, people that uh, play in our program have been there before, but really nice park. We've got both of those uh, this weekend and next weekend. And, uh, you know, as I say, uh, opening up Kentucky again next weekend as well. So, I'm excited, uh, looking forward to, you know, digging in a little deeper and seeing where we're at. I will also uh, remind or update as far as the World Series goes, things have, uh, is opening up down there. It does look like we're going to get to play in Johnson City. They uh, went opened up at 50% which, you know, cuts our parks in half, but uh, with the numbers being down for this pandemic, I think it's still feasible. And I think they also are planning July 4th weekend that they may open up to 75%. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I was told that to expect another bump. So, you know, encouraging words there. And uh, we did move our dance DJ party. We're going outside to get around the pandemic, and I think that's going to be pretty cool. We we do <clears throat> our team parade and ceremonies at Johnson City Cardinals, which is St. Louis Cardinals uh, minor league baseball team. We do it at their facility. Well, they've uh, allowed us to do the pizza party and the dance Friday night at that facility, and the kids are going to be able to be down on the AstroTurf field and dance down there under the lights with uh, DJ and music and pizza and it's going to become kind of an outdoor festival. And, you know, if we get weather, we've got uh, the overhang and a couple other areas there at that facility that we can use, but it puts us outdoors. It's safer. And we were thinking we were going to have to cancel that event 
I'm talking about the pizza party itself. We, you know, we were concerned that we weren't going to be able to hold it and then uh, talk to Johnson City Cardinals and they were gracious enough to say, hey, you know, let's do this. And so we're excited about that. And, you know, we're taking, we're still taking teams for the World Series. And uh, now that the word is out, I'm getting teams almost daily and don't think we'll be over 100 teams like we have the last uh, four or five years, but uh, we're going to have a, a nice event. Uh, all age groups, we've got enough to play in with the exception of eights, and I've already canceled the eights down there. Eights have been a been a problem all year anyway. I know there's a handful of eights playing, but uh, they tend to travel amongst themselves and play together in order to have enough. And I had uh, – I had four or five eights in early, and because of the pandemic, that number started dwindling. And to be fair to the couple teams that was still in, I didn't want to wait till you know, July the 10th and say, sorry about your luck, you're not coming. And they've got hotels, and they've made other arrangements and all that. So I went ahead and shut that down pretty quickly when when I got down to just a couple of teams in that age group, to, to be fair to them. I know it was still disappointing, but I just felt like it was best to, to notify them out in front so they could, you know, find something else or go to another World Series. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So we've got a, another caller, and uh, don't recognize this number. It's 502-777. Caller, are you there? It's a 777 number. That's me, Holly. It's Bernie on his oh. cell phone today. <laughs> okay. Don't tell anybody, but I'm I'm on the road. Okay. All right. Well, you be careful, and thanks for calling. I'll go ahead and put you on mute unless you got something you want to say. Uh, no, I'm good. I, I was real uh, thrilled with the way things went last weekend, though. I will say that. Good. 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 Well, it was just great yeah. to be back. With softball, be back on the field, be back in the sun. Everything was just really, I mean, to me, uh, it was just really nice. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Well, you be. Wow, it was great. Yeah. Great. Well, th- uh-huh. That's All true. right. I'll, That's I'll true. let you at it. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Um, so, by the way, Ron, if you, uh, I'm going to do conduct some business here on while well, I got you here. When you get finished, I just, a brainstorm just popped in my head while we're talking that you might be interested in to do um, in your tournaments. <laughs> so I'm going to, you give me a call a little bit later. I've, I've got this idea I want to run by you. Okay. We'd love to do that. Yeah. Always looking so, for new uh, ideas. Yeah, I think it just popped in my head, and I think it might be pretty cool. So I'll uh, we'll talk about it at that point. Um, anything else? How? Yeah, um, I think we still got Mark here. John, anything else you've got? No, I'm no. good at the moment. Yeah, good. So um, the um, so we got Mark, got uh, everybody here. Ron, what what else you got going on? Well, I'd like to touch base on the uh, showcase event that we did. Yeah. Uh, again, 88 teams, nine coaches, uh, constantly constantly changing and critiquing that. I know you come up with some new ideas after we did it uh, that we'll discuss later. But uh, overall, I thought it was successful. Again, the feedback I got uh, from parents and players and the coaches was good. I know several kids got uh, some really good looks and uh, several got offers. And I I think that, uh, you know, this is something that we are going to grow and uh, really look forward to moving forward with that. We've got one coming up July the 25th in Johnson City, Tennessee, the week after the World Series, that we'll have several college coaches at. Uh, Format may be a little different, but – you know, we're trying to get more and more involved with having the kids get out in front of the coaches and uh, also have changed our time limits for the older age groups to where they're getting 80 minutes and you finish the inning, so pretty much an hour and a half, which for the most part uh, they get pretty much to play a whole game if they get in and off the field and don't spend a lot of time uh huddling up and talking when they come off the field, which in the older age groups, you don't get that as much as you do the younger ones. 
but we're we're very encouraged and excited about the move of going into that direction with the showcase events. We're also got one in uh, the last week of August. It's going to be in Nicholasville and a few others planned. We had several planned this year until the pandemic hit. We were already moving in that direction, but we're getting more and more coaches involved and really excited about that opportunity. And Mark uh, is involved in that. And of course yourself, and also have the opportunity or discussing taking one up to Terre Haute, Indiana, which that has is not a done deal yet. But we're wanting the, – the plan is to take the program to where we do these college showcase exposure events on a regional basis and probably, hopefully, we'll have one about every two weeks at a different location. And – They'll all be within driving distance of this area, but, you know, there's going to be a few that is going to be a hike. I know Mark and Coach Robbie Lamb from Guilford College are planning one in northern Georgia. I believe, and Mark, you can uh, speak on this. I'm I'm not sure of the dates, but uh, I'm thinking around August 13th or somewhere in there, and 13th may not even be a weekend, but I know they're planning one in northern Georgia. We are uh, hoping to do some things in North Carolina down there where Robbie is uh, coach at Guilford. As most people are aware, we had two coaches from North Carolina and one from South Carolina come in. So we're also talking about doing things in their areas. But we're wanting to do a lot of regional-type college showcase exposure events that teams can travel, see different uh different teams they don't normally play against plus a handful of probably different schools from that area that we can attract the college coaches that were in their backyard that you may not get up here so we're excited about that i think it's uh, something that uh, we're on the right path and uh, of course we have to critique and make changes and take a step back after we do each one and say how can we improve this but uh, we're excited about that movement, and uh, Holly and Mark, you both are, you know, involved in that, and you uh, feel free to speak on that. But Mark, uh, correct me on the dates down there in, in the Georgia event that you're you all are doing. Uh, I think we're looking, like you said, Johnson City on the. Uh, going to my calendar really quick here. That that one. John, Johnson City is July twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Uh, yeah, might July include 25th, the twenty fourth. Yeah. You no, know, and then we yeah we may include the twenty fourth, and then in August, we were looking at uh, the fifteenth, sixteenth, actually here in West Virginia, and then okay the end of the month in uh, Nicholasville. <clears throat> And then we were trying to wait because of the pandemic. We were just trying to figure out who we can get where. In Georgia, they play softball in the fall. So you may lose something there, you know, as far as participants. Um, So we were trying to figure it out. If we don't do North Georgia this year, we'll make it bigger and better for next year, definitely. Uh, They'll be able to play on North Georgia's campus, which is a turf field, really nice field. so that would be exciting. Four field complex right next to it. So we can get a lot done in that area. Uh, just a whole bunch to look forward to. I mean, just this whole COVID-19 thing kind of set us down for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, it's pretty exciting for sure. The, um, yeah, the showcase, I think we had um, eventually, so we had some girls show up that didn't register and some girls that uh, uh, didn't show up that did register. So I think it was like 84 girls, you know, give or take a few and everything. And um, uh, actually, yeah. So then we had the uh, rotation and stuff. One of the things that um, I uh, I thought went really, really well because of the pandemic, because we try to rotate to keep the 10 or fewer down, um, you know, 10 athletes or less per team. So since we did that, that made it a little bit uh, a little bit different. But I think because of that, we learned some things, or at least I did, and so that went uh, went pretty good. Whether we'll stay with that once the pandemic is over, 
or or what you know whatever uh, is up to everybody. But uh, but I thought it went pretty good on the rotation and stuff. And and of course it's a long day. They were pretty pretty cooked by the end of the day. They were pretty tired. Yeah, they they were worn out. There's no doubt, yeah. and you know some of some of that is uh, suddenly we're jumping right back into this, right. and a lot of the kids haven't done anything. I'm I'm experiencing that uh, at at school where we we've mm-hmm. gone into certain programs, and you know kids are out of shape. They they mm-hmm. sit on the couch or wherever for you know three months and didn't do a lot, and then suddenly you throw them out here and expect them to be at their best and you know, that's not the case. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was happy to hear some of the coaches address that, you know, they even told the kids that, Hey, you know, you, you're not at the top, you know, of where, where you should be. We understand that, you know, some of it's a little rusty, but, you know, keep your head up and keep working hard. And, you know, they did address that with them because I think a few of the kids were disappointed in their performance and, you know, you're just getting back at it and uh, it takes a while. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. I have, uh, as I mentioned, I had quite a few lesson clients and and, uh, prospects that I work with, uh, college girls wanting to go to college that was at the showcase. And I talked to almost all of them since then or during that day. And I knew where all of them were. And and a few of them have been pretty good at staying in shape. One girl had a great, I thought, a great showcase. And I really, she had a, uh, hit the ball really well from what I understand during the um, during the tournament, but I, another girl, I don't think she did anything and she was really out of shape and she was uh, uh, struggling to get through. So uh, as we get deeper into the summer, they'll get a little bit better shape. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're also, and I don't know that we'll pull it off this year, but uh, one of the things in these camps we're we're wanting to kind of create a list and uh, we'll end up having a, event at the end of the year where it's an invitation only to where these kids that uh, really got highlighted and had some coaches that really said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this kid. We'll get invitations back and give them an opportunity to get in, in front of that. And I'm not real sure how we're going to name that or whatever, but it's almost going to be like an all-star elite type camp where it's invitation only and uh mm-hmm. i think that'll be a, a nice draw as we get it more formulated and put it together because if if kids participate in a couple of these and they get attracted or you know a coach has some interest then they're going to get that invitation to show themselves again and they may not get an offer this week but if they're invited back it's because somebody, you know, they've caught somebody's eye. So right, we're, right. we're trying to for, formulate that to make that, you know, an exciting season-ending type event and uh, not not 100% sure what direction we're going with that, but we're in conversation of doing that as well. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. So it looks like we're about ready to wrap up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark, anything else? No, no, I'm good. Uh, like I said, if anybody wants to pick up this weekend, just give me a call and I'll throw you in. Great. Good deal. Good deal. And uh, remind me, Mark, and I'll get your phone number down in the description so that people can contact you directly uh, if they need that. So, Because uh, anybody that's listening to this will see the direction or the description down below. So we'll get that in there. So um, let's see. That's Mark. John, any last words? No, ma'am. Great. Well, appreciate it. And uh, let's see. I got George. I know he's driving. Uh, any last words, George? No, thank you. Everything's right. fine. Good deal. Where are you heading? Sitting at my table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. All right. Ron, you got anything uh, you want to finish with? No, I, I appreciate all these guys, uh, all my directors and people that help me out. Uh, they don't know how much they mean to me. And Holly, you're the same. I appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, looking forward to continuing this show. Hopefully, we can get it to grow and get get a bigger audience that uh, do enjoy being spending time with you. 
and looking forward to moving forward. Again, practice social distancing, bring your chairs to the ball games, spread out, and be patient with us. But uh, appreciate all the support. I will be in touch with you you guys on here and Holly. Uh, you all have a great day and uh, be well. Yeah, what we can do, Ron, is have like the the tenth caller gets uh, like a something discount, like at the concession stand or something. I'm just being silly, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I'll buy my All right. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, that's the end of the day. Again, remember that we get together every Thursday at noon Eastern time, and uh, it's Ron with Future Stars in Sports and myself and. We've been getting a regular, um, uh, obviously a regular calling in from directors and people from Future Stars of Sports. If you want to, you still got time to get into West Virginia. And if you call 304-382-3607 into that tournament and feel free to contact uh, Mark uh, with any questions for that tournament or any future tournaments. So again, this is uh, Gap to Gap Radio. We get together every uh, Monday at noon and every Thursday at noon. Monday is uh, where I interview coaches uh, and administrators on that uh, on that day. So, got a couple other things going to be adding soon. I'll let you know more about that. You can go to the nationalfastpitchacademy.com website for more information, or futurestarsofsports.com for information with Future Stars of Sports. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. You as well, Holly. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.